And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, January 13th. And we are joined by Jimmy Toscano of CLNS Media. Uh, yeah, how are you What's doing, up, today, Jimmy? Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been, I think, like almost a year since I was on this show. Yeah, and has um, been a minute. The more things change, the more things stay the same, I guess, right? I, I, <laughs> I feel like this team is like, like I said, it's Groundhog Day a little bit, it feels like. But yeah, it's good to have, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me and um, appreciate it. It's fun. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, on with sure. us. Absolutely. I was happy for sure, to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mentioned to you before we started, um, when we asked you, you know, hop on today, I was assuming it'd be a much more sad episode but Celtics have since <laughs> won three in a row for only the second time this season beat the Pacers once by uh by ways of a similar storyline for the rest of the season and then they just decided to blow them out the very next night which again is a storyline of the might the be season. the most complete game of the season maybe at, at maybe. least one of them maybe the Miami uh, yeah. game might have been a little better Lakers when they blew them out at the garden that was a good one. Yeah, there's been a couple. What was, there was one recently where they were just like whipping the ball around. I can't remember off the top was of my the head. Knicks? Was it the second Knicks game? They blew them out there, too. They did blow them out in that. It could have been that one. Yeah, without Fournier. That's the thing. I feel like there's always something <laughs> that like you have yeah. to mention. Uh, but the last win against the Pacers, they had Levert back. Um, they had Brogdon, Brogdon back, too. but it was Brogdon obviously too. Brogdon wasn't really doing a whole lot for them. Um, listen. I can still be extremely negative about this team despite the wins. I don't want to be the black cloud that hovers over it all, so I won't. But it is good to see them, you know, show a little bit of fight. Interesting that, you know, that performance happened with Marcus Smart off the court. Maybe we can get into that a little bit later. But, um, you know, it's a, as, as bad as it's been this season, it hasn't been short of, you know, a little bit of storylines here, you know, some drama there. It's been interesting. If you are like a glutton for punishment type of interesting, it's been interesting. <laughs> I don't know if we'd fall under that category, but you know, Sam, maybe Sam, are you, or would you call yourself that you've started buying Celtics insurance? Yeah, I've, I've started really? Celtics insurance. Yeah. So what you do is when you really think they're going to win, maybe in the third quarter or at, I took it halftime of the Knicks collapse live bet the other team money live line. Bet. And if they lose, then you, you walk away with a little bit of cash. You get paid off for your time. I like that. That's like the nice hedge, you know, like, we're, yes. we're, you know, either way, you're either you're either going to lose money, but your team's going to win or your team's going to win. You're going to lose a little money. I like that a lot. And generally speaking, that's a really good rule for like NBA games in general. Like if you are a gambler, not that we're promoting gambling because we wouldn't do that. Of course. But if you were live betting like the opposite team after a big run is typically pretty smart because the NBA, as you guys know, is just like oh, yeah. this. Right. I mean. Especially if you're a Celtics fan, you know that a 20-point lead is not going to last in one direction or the other. So, yeah, not a bad not idea, ideal. Sam. I like that. You got like plus 1,400 odds, right? Well, that obviously didn't well, that was, the second that, I didn't take but... that. I took it earlier okay. yesterday because I thought that... – Oh, you take the money line? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't take that's the – That's crazy. That's no, I, I don't really care. Unless, I mean, I only put $5 in on it. Yeah, but I won 35 against yeah, the Knicks. Of course. I almost in won theory. 50 in that overtime win against the Pacers when they were down four with yeah. know, 30 seconds left or something. Like, I, like I almost that. got paid off on odds, that one. Sprinkle a couple bucks on, on it. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, take the points and just ride it out, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Why not? Go it ahead. can't hurt. Can't no, hurt. Nothing else like can it. hurt. And you know what? Whatever it, whatever it takes these days to get through the game, you know? If you got to put a couple bucks on the line to keep you awake, that... That first Pacers game, I was fighting to stay awake for that one. That one was, pain. I mean, it, it, it came game. down, you know, it came down to it at the end, which made yeah. it interesting. But it was just kind of a boring one, like three and a half quarters. No, no one was one making score. anything. No, no one, one could was... score. Oh, 
It was like such a Pacers vibe to it. It was like, <laughs> oh man, if this is yeah, like I, Indiana, this is like the state of Indiana summed up in a basketball game right now. It was pain. It was pain. No, it, the Celtics were doing their best Pacers impression that game, which was just awful. Yeah. It's terrible. I say this to Sam every time we talk about the Pacers. The Pacers are maybe my least favorite organization. Like, I like their players, but they're just like, and they've come out and said it, they're okay with being just mediocre. And this year, mediocre in past years is just bad, right? You can't be, like, the East is so competitive now that being a mediocre team from last year or the year before is bad. Like, how do you go to the first round of the playoffs and get eliminated five years in a row and you're just okay with that? Like, this doesn't right. make any sense to me. Mediocrity is the worst place you can be. That's, like, the problem with the Celtics right now. I tried to adopt the Pacers as, like, my non-Celtics team. Like, this is, like, two years ago. <laughs> I really thought that they were going to, like, sort of sneak up on everybody. They have, like you said, they're very, they're very talented yeah. players on their team. But mm-hmm. I, I don't have the stats to back this up, but I can't think of a team that's been hit with more injuries than they have. Been. Oh, it's like, a lot. All, all of their players at one point or another. I mean, half of them aren't even on the team anymore, and they've they've all been hit with the injury bug. So I that's unfortunate, but it's part of the game. You know, you can just never tell. You can put the best players you can, assemble them, and see what happens. But it sounds like they're in a similar boat, not a similar boat to the Celtics, but they're in a situation that they don't want to be in, in that they're trying to figure out what they can do because what they have now is not certain, certainly not cutting it, not going to work. So, you know, like... The, I don't know if it's going to happen at this trade deadline, but certainly in the offseason, like there could be a match there for the Celtics and the Pacers, two teams that are searching for something. Who are you looking different. at? Who are you eyeing on the Pacers, Jimmy? Oh, man. Dude. Guys? Like I told you, I adopted these guys. So, like, I kind of like some <laughs> of these guys. Like, I love Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I maybe I over, overvalue him a little bit, but like when it comes to like young, talented bigs, like I just think he's so polished. Like, if you watch him offensively, the way he passes the ball, like it's yeah. just footwork. Find me a big with like better footwork, you know, like at, at that sort of stage in his it's career. It's probably just Jokic. It's probably just right, Jokic. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm not going to put him up there, but he's certainly like a tier below. But um, I really just think he's super polished. And man, like him, him, Tatum, and Brown could really, I mean, that's like, and I, no offense to Rob, but like that's really the type of like facilitating big. Like you're talking about like Al Horford, like 2.0, like a young Al Horford kind of thing. Now he needs to work on his outside shot, obviously, more. But that's a guy that I'm definitely looking at um, if I'm the Celtics. Again, I don't want to trade Jalen Brown for him. Um, so I don't know if they can put a package together. It would probably involve Rob. It would probably involve Smart. Um, probably involve some picks. Um, some, some, something like that. Um, that's really all you have, to be completely honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you know that. Um, if you don't want to trade Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, which is very fair, that's what you're working with. You don't have any of your young guys aren't going to get you jack right now, unfortunately. And um, all the like, little guys, like temporary players. So I like Sabonis. I love Brogdon, and I think Brad Stevens loves oh, Brogdon. Love Brogdon. I just don't know what they can, again like a smart for Brogdon type deal. I, I mean, I would probably do that. Um, I'm kind of at the point where I'm I'm taking all I'm picking up the phone on anybody who wants to talk about Marcus Smart, and I don't hate Marcus Smart. I just I just think we're at the point, and I know that. I know that Sam has the Marcus Smart jersey staring at me right now. So I don't want to say too much about anti-Marcus Smart. But I just think there's a point where you have to make tough decisions. You know, if you're a GM, you have to do things that are for what you think is for the best for the team, not best for the fans or what's going to make everybody smile and all that stuff. It's like, it's pretty clear to me that something isn't working. And if you don't want to trade Tatum and Brown, you go to the next, you know, piece to that puzzle. And at some point, 
you have to part with somebody who maybe not doesn't fit. That's the key word, right? Fit that everyone uses. So I love Brogdon. I love Sabonis. Lavert, I I think is super talented. I don't know what the health issues if that's something they want to do. Um, but those are like the three guys, and and really the two guys that um, I think would have a, a a good role and a good fit on the team. If if you know you can't trade for Brogdon until the offseason, so you know it's just something that would be happening, you know, over the summer or yeah, over yeah. the summer at some point. But yeah, those those would be two guys that I would definitely pick up the phone. I mean, it sounds like there's going to be a shakeup in Indiana. So you want to at least be involved in the, in the discussions. Uh, I know today the Hawks traded Cam Reddish and that was a player that whether or not the Celtics ended up with him. I mean, it's just a type of kind of a trade that you want to see them make Mm -hmm. buy low on a guy that was, you know, you know, a guy that people were high on coming out of college and um, just kind of hasn't really found a role in this Hawks team. Doesn't mean he can't play in the NBA. And in fact, when he does play, He's put together some pretty solid performances. So it cost a first-round pick and um, another player. I'm blanking on who it was um, from the Knicks. Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox, Kevin thank Knox. you. So, so what does that mean for Celtics? A protected so basically nobody. Yeah, what does that mean for Celtics? <laughs> a protected first-round pick and, you know, Aaron Neesmith? Is that what it means? I, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say no to that. My, so, my big thing with the, the reddish thing was I – fearful that he would just fall under the same thing as Neesmith. Like, he just wouldn't get minutes in Udoka's rotation, which you could argue is an issue within itself. But, like, I, that's uh, Sam loves to say that, Sam, it was free, right? That, that was a free It trip. was free. <laughs> they it got was, it was free. absolutely free. Like, they gave up nothing for right. him. I guess the situation makes more sense They got sense a second, Celtics. too. They got a second. Did like, they? Uh, I yeah. thought, yeah, they got... See, I thought the second went to Atlanta. I guess not. No. They got... They said the here, got like, reddish. The next player, player, right? Somehow, the next... I don't think the Nets. It, it, the, the second was via the Nets that the Hawks had, I believe. Okay. So like it was, it was reddish Solomon Hill in a twenty twenty five second via the Nets, uh, to the Knicks, and then the Hawks got Kevin Knox and a twenty twenty two first round pick from Charlotte. That's protected, protected. top eight, protected yeah. top eighteen this year, top sixteen the next year, top fourteen the year after that, and then it splits into two seconds after that. So like, w- with how good the the Hornets are, it'll probably end up being like the twentieth overall pick in the draft. So. Yeah, and honestly, like that's a right around. I mean, the Celtics will probably be a little bit lower than twenty, unfortunately. But you know, you're talking about similar value there. So, like, my only concern is that, like, why aren't they involved in these types of talks? You know, like, why are, are we going to why are we just going to continue to watch other teams do these types of things? Because it seems it seems like a trader Danny type of a move. And I and my cons- one of my many concerns, and we'll get into it maybe, but is that like Brad Stevens doesn't have full reign, maybe, or doesn't have you know, doesn't have the go-ahead from Wick to do what he wants. Mm-hmm. And, like, is Wick just concerned about, you know, getting under the tax and, you know, little things like that? Or is he actually, like, on board? Does he believe in these guys? And does, is he going to let Brad do his thing? Or is Brad just here because Wick doesn't want to fire Brad because he owes Brad all this money? So he's going to keep Brad on the payroll for a couple years, give him this, you know, fake title job. Not fake title, but you guys know what I mean. I mean, this came out of nowhere. Brad Stevens, one day is a coach, the next day he's your GM. Like, that never happens. It made no sense to anybody. It still doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't even hate the moves that Brad's made so far because they've been like little things, you know, roster type moves. You know, he brought in Richardson. I thought that was a good move. Um, I didn't think it was a great move at first, but I I like it now. Things like that. I have no criticisms about it, but this is the team that he's been given. And, you know, what's he going to do? You know, what's he going to do? What's he allowed to do? So like the Cam Reddish thing happens and whatever. It's not going to make or break your franchise, but that's a guy that, 
was available, didn't cost an arm and a leg, and probably would have been like, I mean, you, you, you're worried about him not playing. I, I feel like he definitely would have played. He probably wouldn't like your fifth best guy in the damn team. You know, if he I would gets hope so. 25 minutes a game. Um, that's definitely not Neesmith. Neesmith has been given opportunities. Not enough right now, but in the past. Like Langford is a great example. Langford was given the starting job. Did absolutely nothing with it. I don't even, I mean, they could have put me or you in there and we could have scored as many points as Romeo did, you know? So some of these guys haven't getting opportunities, but they're just not running with it. So now Neesmith's at a situation where he hasn't earned it. He's obviously not doing enough in practice to earn it, to earn it. And so when he gets in, he gets three, four minutes, misses a couple of shots, and then hits the bench again. It's like you're never going to get into any sort of rhythm that way. So we're in this vicious circle of, like, young guys who suck, who can't develop because they don't get time, but they don't get time because they suck. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, yeah. where do we go with it? So Reddish almost would have been like a shortcut. You know, cut the line, take Neesmith, and we got this guy Reddish who Neesmith should have been, uh, if you got or Romeo should have been, if they were getting, you know, playing 10 over the last two, three years. But didn't happen. So we move on to the next one now, and we'll see. You know, I, again, I don't know what the Celtics have to offer. So when somebody becomes available that doesn't require a whole lot, kind of want them to think about it. But they, the other thing is that a um, first-round pick was shot from, you know, um, sorry, the Knicks used the Hornets' first-round pick. So they kind of had a first-round pick to blow in a way. Yeah. Okay? Not blow, but they, they had an extra one in their holster. The Celtics don't right now, so they have to think a little bit harder about losing them. Not that they've had a great track record with them recently, anyways. Um, yeah, long-winded answer. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, kind of Jimmy Brad Stevens made some good moves. Obviously, the Al Horford move probably looks pretty good in context, considering Kemba Walker got benched in New York, which is entertaining. But you know, you love you love Kemba, but <laughs> from, from purely the perspective oh, yeah. of you know making that, that situation is wild too. Though he gets benched, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he comes back and he drops like thirty, drops a triple double. Now he's benched yeah, yeah. again. Like obviously the knee is too bad because the knee obviously is an issue. Um, but you can't deny that when he's healthy, he's super talented. The Horford contract was strictly money, and it made sense. Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing Al sort of yeah, yeah it's unfortunate. like old Al a little bit here. It's yeah. really weird that he's like struggling to shoot because shooting is typically something that you don't lose when you get older. You know, you see all these former yeah. players, not that they're, you know, contested or anything, but they're in old gyms shooting, not <laughs> hitting the rim. Like mm-hmm. you don't lose that. So it's kind of funny that now he's a little older and he all of a sudden is struggling to shoot. Hopefully it's just a little bit of a slump with that, but. Even around the rim, he's been a little tough. Like, he's not making the little hook off the right side block as much as he used to or even was at the beginning of the season, not grabbing as many rebounds. But I don't know if I feel like he's a negative out there, but I think, obviously, Rob has been the star, and Grant has filled in where the shooting need was. So until he really gets his feet back under him shooting, he's not going to see as many minutes at the very least. I don't know if you should take him out of the starting lineup, because I don't I particularly see, think that matters. I think it's more about who's I out there at the matters. end of the game, which I, I think, think it at this point, Grant should be out there at the end of the game if they're going to have two bigs. Or but Josh. Or Josh, Josh Richardson. Josh, jo- Josh Richardson might be my favorite new player, and I've been on the Josh train for a while, a little bit before everyone else. Nice. But, All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Definitely before me. I was, <clears throat> I was bashing that trade. I was just like, what the hell is this? Well, he got it for free. I know. I just, I just thought that I was gonna not like the player. I was just Big like, Moses oh, Brown guy. Big Moses Brown guy, Jimmy. 
<laughs> Honestly, yeah, I kind of I yeah, yeah. thought that he was going to be like, oh, this dude ripped like 18 boards down against yeah, right. this guy's the beast. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to get rid of him for nothing. I was like, OK, never mind. I guess I'm wrong. He doesn't even but, get uh, PT in Dallas, which is crazy considering their big man rotation. That's uh, well, that right. tells you something. I no, guess. Richardson's been great. I mean, yeah, you were right, Sam. Totally. I mean, uh, he's becoming a player that they can depend on. And I mean, I, I said this a couple weeks ago. I think that they should consider starting him instead of Al. Um, I don't think the double big is. I think it's definitely here for tomorrow because they're playing Philly. So that makes sense because Al's obviously going to play. But I think the problem is they're playing Al too much. I mean, this guy should not be logging 30-plus minutes every single game. He's just not at that point in his career anymore. So if that means him coming off the bench and dropping, you know, seven, eight minutes a game, great. I think that works for everybody, you know. I think he's, you know, maybe he's going to get his legs back a little bit, you know. I mean, that's that's a big part of your of your outside shot. So, um, no, you don't lose your shot, but you do lose your kind of, you know, lower body a little bit strength and things like that over a long course of the season. Yeah, yeah, and he, I don't think he's terrible outside of the shooting. Like, he can still defend pretty well. He can still do all yes. these little things. It's just when you're out there next to Robert Williams, who does all of those things as well, you kind of want someone who can shoot the ball. And you see, I, I've got a little bit of a conspiracy theory here, so I, you guys can check me if you want. Okay. So <laughs> I like conspiracy theories. Ime Udoka, his, his rotations have been very strict. If this guy's out, Dennis Schroeder will start. If this guy's out, Grant Williams will start. Fiend. That is it, except for the one horrific Ennis Cantor 40-plus minute game that we don't have to ever talk about again. <laughs> I, I was there like, for it. Yeah, no, I was there. That's Ennis Freedom oh, to you, bud. You're right. I'm so sorry. That's Ennis Freedom. Respect. I was there, and that was just... Uh, just Rob's name was on the just Jumbo Just because his name's a little weird uh, and you can't pronounce it correctly doesn't mean you don't try and say it. Jeez. Right? <laughs> Ennis Freedom. I'm sorry. I mean, th- that whole Mr. day freedom. was... That whole day was awful. Like they had the alarm at TD Garden. Ennis or Ennis Freedom put up 40 minutes against Joel Embiid. Uh, they blew anyways. the lead. Yeah, it was terrible. Anyways, Ime Doka, his rotations have been very strict until a couple of nights ago. You see, I forget what game it was. Who it might have been the Knicks game. Yeah, ex- exactly. But he ended with a lineup of Marcus Smart was out, so I think it was the the second Knicks game. Was that it, or was it the Pacers. game before the Knicks series? Okay, maybe Pacers. Regardless, he finished with the lineup of Tatum, Robert Williams, Brown, Richardson, and Grant Williams. Right, yeah. the Williams, well, the Jays, and Josh. Yes, but after the game, you know, he was asked about it, and instead of saying I wanted more shooting on the floor, which everyone was telling him and saying, okay, maybe we should do that, he goes. No, I wanted the size of Richardson over Schroeder, and I liked it the way Grant was defending. I, I, I've been a huge, I've been a huge defender. I've been a huge defender of Ime Udoka. Sam can vouch for that. I, I wrote a whole article saying Ime is not Udoka's fault, and I stand by that to some degree. Dude, that's just not true. Like it's very clearly the <laughs> it's fact not that his fault, shooting. but he's not doing anything to fix it. He's well, just kind of sitting like, there watching. I can understand. Like, yes, you want the size against the the Pacers. I think they're facing her. Yes, you want Grant's like good defense. But, but they can shoot, and that that is why they're on the floor. And why why is he refusing to say that? Like it's it's like he's afraid to admit that he was wrong. Which realistically, he kind of was wrong. Like he was wrong, which is fine. Like I'm not gonna bash the guy, but like why not just maybe he's say that? he's you know trying to motivate the other parts of their game. Not that you know Richardson <laughs> can work on his size or anything, but you know Grant can continue to try and play good defense and make him feel like he earned that through that. Maybe I don't know. That, that could be part of it. I think the other part of it is probably like he doesn't listen. He's not going to give anybody credit. He's not going to let anyone know that he hears the noise or that anybody's <sighs> that anyone's telling him what he should be doing. You know, 
he sees, you know, he's like one of these reporters that I can't stand sometimes. We're like, they just see the game differently. They see it better than we do. You know what I mean? Like, no, dude, yeah. I'm watching the same game you are, and nobody on this team can hit a damn shot right now. Put in the shooters. Put them in. Mm-hmm. Do the thing where they hit the shot and we score the points. Like, do more of that. Like, it's or or work to down. get different shots, not, yeah. not threes that you can't make. Right. Like, Grant isn't the game to hit a corner three. That's, like, pretty much his one useful skill. And you know what? That's not a knock on him. He had zero useful skills prior to that. So it's not like it's not like he was like their <laughs> defensive stopper. Like, so just go do that thing where you stand in the corner. The problem is now that they're kind of defenses are kind of onto it because he was shooting at like what 50%. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of forcing him off the corners, but he's just gonna work his way in. Ime's gonna make it work so that he gets those corner threes. But that's it. You're right, Jack. That's why they were in the game. And that's why people don't want the double big in there half the time either, because it's such a liability on that. Yeah, yeah. Offense, there's just there's not enough shooting, and that's why people are screaming about Smart because he's having a bad shooting season. Or here, want to go that far? <laughs> uh, you know, when he when he's in there with Schroeder and Rob and or whoever, you know, there's just not enough. And then they, they, they what does the opposition do? They double on Tatum or they double on Brown, and then those guys force shots and they try to do it all themselves, and then we just have the same issues over and over and over. But you're right. He switched it up in that period. I think he was forced to because, like I said, Smart got hurt, and he, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, didn't want to have Shooter in there either. Uh, but it worked. You know, it 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 worked. Um, so maybe we will see more of it. I I really don't know, but hope so. Another, another reason thing, why like a trade, a little trade, might might do the trick. You know. Yeah. Another thing about the double bigs, I noticed. I believe it was in the first Knicks game where they really blew the lead. Is a lot of times when they're both in the game. To space the floor, they're in the same spot. They're standing on the same block opposite ball handler. It's mind-boggling to me. There's literally two guys standing not only in the paint, but right next to each other. They're not even on opposite sides. <laughs> right. Oh, right, so that, right, right, right. No, we've seen that so many times. Yeah. Then there's a stat Grant in the corner behind him, like one, two, three, right Yeah, now, Grant's right like, there. yo, man, this is nice. Yeah, go somewhere talk about, first. you know, a biohazard. They're not social distancing at the very least at the very least yeah <laughs> they should be wearing masks out there if they're gonna if the way they play offenses and they should all be wearing masks yeah they should, right they're just standing next to each other they pull it out of like like their waistband because they don't have pockets in those shorts <laughs> they pulled a mask out and yeah, they yeah. put it on and it's they like a dig at udoka they're like tell us to move but that's like you yeah. know that's criticism on the players that's been some of the criticism on email you know like and you give a first year coach plenty of Leeway. Leech, leeway, whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use, because he's taken over. You know, he's he's a first year coach of the team. He's a first year coach in general. So obviously, there's going to be some growing pains and things of that nature. But you want to see adjustments, whether it's before the game, during the game, you know. And like that's the problem that I think a lot of people had with Brad is that he wasn't making adjustments by the end of things. Like it was the same lineups. Rob was never getting burned until way later on into, into the season. Um, he would just watch the team lose leads without calling timeouts. Like again, and I'm not putting it on the coaches because it, it ultimately does fall on the players. And I do think Tatum and Brown need to take a lot of responsibility for what's happened over the last couple of seasons. And I think there's maybe they're starting to a little bit. They're at least seems to like it. it. Yeah, they're starting to acknowledge it and say it. Um, but I want to see it. You know, that's what really what I want to see is leadership. I don't want to sound like the boomer who like says they have no Celtic bread and all that stuff. But like, <laughs> I do feel well, a little true bit to that. I do. Nah. Honestly, God, 
feel a little true. I do feel that. I don't know how you can watch this team for the last three seasons, let's say, and be like happy with the fight, the pride, like the tenacity, whatever word you want to use, the grit, like the anything that goes with winning, with winning, with like a winning culture. <laughs> period. With period, period. Like last season, I thought was like the pits, like you know everything going on outside outside of the game and then with the team it just felt like nobody wanted to be there right, right. if you watch that season it just felt like no, i would watch the game and be like does anybody want to play right now is anybody interested in this and wearing this jersey and then sure enough what happened the season ended nobody really wanted to be there brad stevens didn't want to be the coach danny ainge didn't want to be the gm half the players didn't want to play play in the team and the celtics were like the laughing stock of the league for a good chunk of time the whole throwing the bottle at Kyrie thing, and now all of a sudden, everybody in uh, Boston is racist. Rody, 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 Rams, Rams, Rams. He was a URI student. Let me go grab the hat. Oh wait, that oh kid was. God. Yes, yeah, he was. Apparently. There we go. Sam went to URI as well. Congratulations, congratulations. So that was another black mark, and like I didn't feel like any of the players really went to bat for the city at that point, and I was just fed up with it. I was like, well, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, kind of did. Yeah, a did. little He's, bit. He stuck up a little bit. He did, said there yeah. were problems, but he said like it was he was out of pocket for. At least yeah, he said something. At least yeah, he, he said he was, something. He, he, he kind of said something. Mark, Marcus Smart didn't say anything good. In fact, Marcus Smart kind of backed it up, to be completely honest, as far as what I remember. And then, you know, it was pretty much crickets from everybody else. Danny Ainge said something and it backfired on him. Which, God, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a lose-lose situation for everybody at that point. Yeah. So what were you supposed to say? But it just goes back to my point is that the whole like it used to mean something to like put on that jersey and play in the and play in the TD Garden. My fear, and this is what John Zanis on our podcast says all the time: mm-hmm. these players don't care about that anymore. They're just they're too young. Like we, you know, maybe we do because we're you know we grew up watching the team, and our parents certainly do because they you know they'll tell you they'll talk your ear off all day about the seventies and the eighties. But these kids are twenty years old. They don't give a. Sh- you know what? It's where about I want. It, uh, Larry matter. Bird and <laughs> Robert Parrish and Kevin. They don't care about those. They don't even know. They're like who Kobe. They, are. they literally, I guarantee you, players on the Celtics team don't know who half of this half. If you said, name me these retired numbers, yeah, name yeah, the yeah. player that goes, I would wouldn't even want them to take this test because I know they would all fail it like mm-hmm. miserably. Because it doesn't matter to these yeah. kids anymore. So like that kind of and and honestly, like the pride thing is really like that's your selling point if you're the Boston Celtics. You're not going to sell them on the weather, right? You're not. I mean, we love Boston, but it's not like you know it's a city based on history and culture and all that stuff. But it's not a destination city for a lot of people. It just really isn't. So, you know, what are you selling your organization? And right now, it's not really a place where they're winning. So you have to find players who want to play here and who embrace it, embrace the city. And fight and leave it all out there in the court. I just haven't seen that the last couple of seasons enough. I do think Marcus Smart is an exception. I, I do think that he does try hard and he's, you know, diving around and all that stuff. And I think that's why fans have grown to not want to trade him and like him. But there's not enough of that. The Marcus Smart problem isn't necessarily his attitude. It's, it's mm-hmm. his skill and, you know, ability to fit with this current roster. And so I think... I think Grant Williams is getting there a little bit because uh, you you see him make those plays. And I, I right, love what? Grant. I'm sorry. I love Grant. I love Grant. I love – I'll preface this. I'm a, getting like, where? 
love Grant. I, <laughs> I see him all the time. You you look at the bench. You look at well, the only person Bobby standing Portis's up. Face. I, I'm just saying. You look. Oh, at, okay, okay, no, okay. I know. You're yeah, saying. the hustle, okay. the hustle, and the, you know, caring about, about like, the team, the pride, stuff like that. Yes, sure. the attitude, hundred percent. I think I also Grant love Grant Williams. I think Grant mm-hmm. and um, he wears it. You know, he mm-hmm. he he's kind of a bit of an instigator. Um, love it. I love Grant Williams. And that's great. You want to have those guys on your team. So I'm I'm totally fine with Grant's attitude. And honestly, guys, we kind of half joked about it. Nobody, nobody, and this this is another example. I didn't even bring this up. Nobody wanted to take on that captain position on the Celtics team to the point that's where he embarrassing. made just, he made just that, said that's legitimately embarrassing. And I cannot believe nobody wanted. It. Like you think nobody wanted it. Marcus would have at least wanted it. I mean, well, he, I think Marcus wanted it, and Marcus probably made a probably made it awkward or something. I don't know. I don't know why nobody ended up with it, but we joked that like Grant Williams was kind of the guy that early on in the season was like, give this guy the captain. You know what I mean? I want, I want somebody to wear it who wants to, who wants to show it. It's not just a letter. It means something, you know? And it was so discouraging. And again, I don't want to sound like a boomer, but it was just discouraging that nobody wanted that, that nobody wanted to take on that responsibility. Everybody (laughs) wants the credit, right? Everybody wants the credit when things are going great. But when things start to go south, who wants to take the initiative? Who wants to take responsibility? That's what I'm waiting for. And it's always we, 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 when we need to do this better. We need to do that better. Nobody's saying, you know, that's on me or I need to do this better. I need to lead this team or I need to set a better example. Nobody. So that's one of the many issues I have with this team. And it's showing up in the wins wins and loss column because they're not really in my, and I've seen, and again, I'm older than you guys i've seen teams like celtics and you guys have seen them too teams that play together win and what's the biggest thing we say about these guys is that they don't play together it's always my turn your turn me i'm gonna drive now i'm gonna shoot now you're gonna drive you know what i mean like when they finally play a game where they whip the ball around it's like oh my god it's all we can talk about like oh wow they actually like passed the ball tonight and like they won the game they 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 had like a bunch of assists and we're not talking about potential assists. We're talking about actual assists, you know, and it's like such a big deal when they play the right way. It didn't used to always be that way. The teams used to just play the right way. Yeah. And again, yeah. is that coaching? Is that just the players not evolving to a, you know, you can be the te- most talented player, you know, aside from like LeBron, you need to, you can't just be the same player you were in AAU when you were by and far, the best player on the court and you could just bully your way to the basket or shoot over everybody. Yeah. Jason Tatum has all the talent in the world, but he's going to need, he's not Kevin Durant. He's not LeBron James. He's going to need to adjust his game and learn how to play winning basketball. Not just Jason Tatum scored 30 tonight and they lost by 12. It's got to be Jason Tatum scored 24 and they won by 12. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm looking for. And these guys, I haven't seen it yet. So like, I'm not in love with anybody on the team. Like when you tell me about like, oh, like trades, nobody's off limits to me. That doesn't mean that I would trade Tatum for, you know, 50 cents a dollar. I wouldn't. And it would, I'd have to be blown away to do so. But there's nobody on the team, in my opinion, that has played so well that it's unfathomable that you would even think about trading them. If the right player or players came around, I think you have to pick up the phone. I mean, I really do. Now, that being said, that's more probably a Brown thing than a Tatum thing as, at this point. Um, but I'm not looking to make like a Jalen Brown trade deadline trade. That's foolish, and that's never going to happen. But another lose. Let's say, let's say they 
let's say they just barely make the playoffs in their first round exit, or they even miss the playoffs. Like, how many seasons are we gonna do? Bring the band back. Bring the band back together and scratching Clara away, you know. But keep 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 the core. Keep the core. Try to trade everybody else. Like, that's not how it works. How many years are the Celtics going to be the Pacers is the question here. <laughs> right. Are we sick of watching the Pacers? I mean, we just saw the Pacers. Like, we just saw your future, guys. You just saw it. Yep. Like, so, but, and I think this, the Celtics, they're giving the Jays a chance to do it. Um, I, I think they need to maybe, again, yes, they need to give them a little bit more talent on the outside. Whose fault is it? It goes back to Danny Ainge. I mean, you let, I mean, Kyrie left. It, Started there, really snowballed there because nobody expected that. Al Horford left, now he's back. Gordon Hayward left. These are guys that left for nothing. Well, they got the TPE for. I mean, it was so it was so uh, useful. They got Fournier, <laughs> you turn, yeah, who you, played horrible. Then he left. Yeah, then exactly. And you still have a TPE. Yeah, you never know. Rozier left. They got a T. They ended up getting a TPE. Well, they got Kemba. They did a yeah, sign. Right. But Which turned he, out to not be the right idea. Well, he now they have Al Horford again. Right. And Kemba <laughs> Walker was more of a panic move because Kyrie screwed them. Yeah. They wanted Kyrie, obviously. Everyone knows that. And when they got Kemba, it was nice. But it was more like, okay, we have to fill this massive gap with, with some player. And here's a point guard. It turned out that what did the Celtics try to do? They tried to make him a facilitator towards the end. And he's like, that's not Kemba Walker. And then he got hurt. The rest is history. So they've been a mixture of bad GM moves, bad luck, you know, bad players. Um, and luckily you still have these two great players in Tatum and Brown. But they need to, you know, this is what, year five and six or something like Can that? Can they yes. do it? Can they play together, though? Because that's the question. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate it. And it, like yeah, you said, they, it's they foolish. Can. They but have. Like, when they've had better shooting around them, they've had more success. Now, and, no one around them can shoot. And like we talked about earlier, they're getting double teamed all the time and they have to take bad shots. There's right. more to it than just them. See, this is the thing, though. The, the, th- the point Sam always brings up, which is a valid point, is the last time we saw this team truly be like super successful was, you know, Terrazier, Marcus Morris, actual shooters around the well, team. Well, the bubble, right? they were fine. The bubble, too. Yeah, fine. The bubble was the last time I really loved this team. Yeah, but the difference and they were between still on it with Marcus Smart, but, but, but the difference between the around. bubble team, what better shooters were on that bubble team? They had Tice, who was more consistent than Horford's been this season. They had Gordon Hayward, who was shooting from the outside. I swear to God, if you bring up Brad Wanamaker now, I'm, I'm no. so bad. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> um, no. My point is the Carson difference Edwards. between. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm so stupid. Uh, <laughs> the difference between the 2017-2018 run and that bubble run, and now. And I hate saying this because I love Jason Tatum. I love Jalen Brown. It's the ego. It just is, right? They both want to just take the ball. And after, you know, we're talking about this one day removed from them both dropping 30, shooting ridiculously well and stomping the Pacers, which, mm-hmm. I mean, congratulations, you stomped the Pacers. But it, it shows progress. I, we haven't seen them do it consistently for two years now. And the only differentiating factor is that in those two years, you've seen them, visibly seen them progress into saying, I want to do it myself. And that's scary if you're the Celtics because obviously it is absolutely stupid to trade a 25-year-old uh, all-star, 23-year-old all-star, right. and try to switch up the team. 
But how long do you give them before you're like, okay, this obviously isn't working? Well, do you want to lose Jalen Brown? Yeah, is Jalen Brown going to be the next guy that walks? You know what I mean? Are we just going to keep yeah. doing this? Right. Nobody's nobody's like trying to trade these guys, but like, what options are they giving you right now? You know what I mean? Like, and like Sam said, the shooting is definitely an issue around them. Sure. So. What, and it's it's not our it's not our above our it's above our pay pay grade to fix this. Yep. So I don't know what route they're gonna take, but they're gonna hey. have to go some way. And that's again, not to harp on it, but like a red a reddish. Like if you have an issue with the team, the players around you, make some trades like that and give it a chance and see what happens. Because it's gonna go one of two ways. You're gonna have to eventually you're you're gonna either build around these guys one more time, or you're gonna have to get rid of one of them and make it work with one of them and assume in the trade of one of them that you're getting talent back and guys that fit and guys that can sort of, you know, it doesn't have to be a rebuild. It, it's, you know, it's, it's a, a retool. It's like a retool. retool. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm with you on that. Like I, I, you know, and, and if you get, and I'm sure you guys are NBA fans, you're seeing other guys take the leaps, right? Oh yeah. John Morant. John Morant's ja. a perfect example. And you know, you can, you can keep going down the line. I mean, Trey Young, even like last Zion. season. The Huge. entire Cavaliers roster right now. The Cavs. I mean, look at Darius Garland. I mean, like guys like that. I mean, even Darius Garland has more all-star votes than Jalen Brown right now. I mean, the guy came out of nowhere, right? Um, Fred Van Fleet's 28 and doing it right now. Like Fred uh, Van Fleet, exactly. I mean, you, you and you you can honestly, like this Devin Booker, you know, he's a guy that, that mm-hmm. he got Chris Paul and that kind of unlocked him. And he's a killer. Like, I love Devin Booker's attitude, right? And that the knock on him was, oh, he doesn't play defense, all that stuff. Dude, he's got an attitude about him. He's got a swagger about him. He he, you know, he's embraced Paul and he's embraced his, his, his sort of role in the team. And that Suns team is so much fun to watch. And, you know, we look at the Bulls and look what like Lonzo Ball's done this year. And look at, um, you know, there's just, there's guys that are taking these huge. Look at DeRozan. DeRozan, yeah. He was a bum yeah, before like this year. He's a dark year. horse MVP candidate right now. <laughs> According to Jack. Wait, was it? Uh, okay, okay. Jack I, I, I did not like the DeRozan, DeRozan signing before the season, which you can't blame him. Hard out. I mean, we all, hey, we've all, we all have those, those uh, cold takes. It is what it is. Yeah, but the point is, people around them are getting better. Even Carl Anthony's Towns, I know that they're losing, but like he's had a much better year this year than he did last year. They're the same record as the Celtics. They're close. Well, they to, the they're Celtics. around what the Celtics are doing, right? So yeah, that's tough. I mean, but. Wiggins is having a great. You know what I mean? Like guys are just yeah, yeah. Guys are stepping up and like, what can you? And Jay, you could you could say that Jalen Brown has, has really put together some really strong performances this season and lately, especially. I think he's played better than Tatum has uh, over the last month or so. And I, I think he's a lot more controlled going to the rim. Um, he's going there with a little bit more purpose. So I'm not going to say You know what you're getting more with Jalen Brown, I would say. Yeah, I'm not going to say the, the highs are higher with Tatum. Yeah. Right. The highs are higher with Tatum. Tatum is, is, is way streakier right now. His shot is off. It's been off. I think he might be sulking a little bit out there. He's always bickering with the refs. Sam uh, hates that. <laughs> I do hate it. I don't I defend it. You. I hate it when it's LeBron. He was the the OG. And yeah. now uh, all now these other guys, guys do it, which I still don't condone, even yeah. if they're on the Celtics. It's, you shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it. You should pull them when they start doing that, honestly. And, um, you know, these are the things that you got to start to – you got to start to look at. You don't want to be – Late to the, you don't want to be late to it. You don't want to be looking at this team next year at this time and having the same conversation because then it's too late. Really, what are you going to do at that point? You know, and as young as these guys are, they've been in the league for a while. I know they've been in smaller roles, mm-hmm. and this is the last couple of years they've been in bigger roles, but 
the, yeah, they're 23 and 25, but they've been in the league for, for a long, a lot longer than some of these other guys who we just listed who are taking those leaps and are showing that superstar. LaMelo Ball. I mean, yeah. who was who who was right about I was so wrong on LaMelo Ball. I really, really that's my biggest whiff as like somebody who follows the NBA. I just thought that he, he was going to be all show. And you know, you see the highlights, he's taking half court shots in high school and all this crap. And you're like, oh, this guy's gonna get smoked in, in the NBA. Dude, the Celtics couldn't get him for Tatum right now. No chance. No mm-hmm. chance. And that happened just like that. Like that is a superstar, superstar type player. As I'm saying, like the, the longer you wait, the more you have to realize, okay, like are these, these guys, are these guys values higher than they're ever going to be? Do we expect them to get better than they already are? Are they sort of plateauing a little bit here? Are they lacking something from the mental standpoint? Do they lack the killer instinct? Do they lack the team mentality? Like, those are the things that go through my head when I'm watching these games sometimes because I'm going crazy watching, you know, just a poor performance and I'm trying to figure it out. I can't figure it out. But I just ask myself these questions all the time. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know which way it's going to go. It's going to be a very interesting offseason. Very interesting. I, yeah, I think the summer is where you're going to see the bulk of it. I don't – I mean, the next month will tell you, you know, if they find out how to beat these bad teams that they're going to be playing all month and if they can – Put a yeah. streak together, which they're starting to do. Big test tomorrow in Philly. Big mm-hmm. test Saturday, Chicago. Yep. You know, win some I mean, of these yeah, games. Those three jerseys behind you, Bird, Smart, Garnett. You never had to question those guys. If they care. Love, whatever word you want to use for, like, being out there, winning Celtics. I mean, Garnett, really? I mean, that guy's pride was through the freaking roof. You guys, I'm sure, got to some games with him in the building. Oh, yeah. Think about think about this right now. and we, We're like... On our show, if you guys have seen any of the recent yeah, yeah. episodes, we are like half jokingly, but kind of half serious talking about the fact that Jason Tatum loves to sit on his exercise bike when he's not in the game. <laughs> he doesn't want to sit on the bench with his teammates. He doesn't He doesn't talk to them. He doesn't go over. I'm not saying it's 100% of the time, but he's sitting on this exercise bike. That's a lot. Sometimes not even pedaling on it. And he's like, oh, he's just trying to get loose. He's trying to get loose. It's like. I want him. I want him to take on this leadership role where he sits next to the guys, he talks about maybe what happened out there, what they can do better, and what they're doing good, and what you know, like be on the team, be a part of the team, be the leader, be the guy that everybody like needs you to be. And that doesn't mean go sitting in the corner and doing this on the exercise bike or like just sitting there and watching it. Like again, like just why, like just. Garnett never did stuff like that. Smart never done stuff like that. I mean, like these guys show it's it's not just what you do on the box score. There's so much more to it, and it does lead to wins and losses. And I'm not in the locker room, and I'm not in practice, and I'm not hanging out with these guys, so I don't pretend to know what their relationship is. But it just doesn't feel like they're as close as they need to be to get to where they need to be. Yeah, the exercise exercise bike thing is weird to me because it's weird i don't know he just like what, does like, no one ever ask about he just, that like, disenga- <laughs> doesn't he just look disengaged he does someone asked once i think i think i don't know if it was john corrales but he basically just said yeah i do to stay looser yeah which you is know, just get like, ready during the game it's just it's black I mean, it's just that. how many players do that regularly not like, none you don't need <laughs> none. to do that you don't need to do that I and mean, once in a I while know, it's, you know if you get a cramp or something i get it but like it doesn't need to be your permanent seat when you come out of the game. Take on that role. Be and that guy. 
those are the little things that like when it comes down to it and you say, okay, who would you rather get rid of Tatum or Brown? I mean, it makes it a conversation. Those are the things that makes it an actual conversation you have to think about. And obviously my the answer, answer is my neither, answer is who wants to be here. Which one yeah. of the guys wants to be here? I'll take either one. I want somebody who to wants me it's to be Brown. Here. To me, it's Brown. Like, yeah, I think Brown speaking, seems like he wants to be here more. With the answers he gave last night, I mean, like, no, not satisfied, not satisfied at all. Like, I, this means nothing. Like, I, I don't care about this win. I just want to look forward. Like, we got like versus Tatum, just like half. The, I mean, obviously last night he was like, you know, upping Jalen Brown, saying we can figure it out. But half the time he's just like, yeah, it was a good win. Yeah, and I guess like, people are like, well, that's just who he is. That's just who he is. Well, you know what? That doesn't always work. It doesn't. It doesn't always work, you know. And, and Boston's one of those cities where people wear their pride. They 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 wear their pride on their sleeve, right? Or hard on their sleeve. They show their pride. Those people should go play in Indiana. I, and I hate yeah. I hate to do there's, it. <laughs> there's plenty of organizations that will take you, and that it won't even matter what happens on a night in night out basis. And I'm not saying the good folks in Indiana don't care. I'm yes. sure they care about their team. But there are teams out there where you can show up, put in your 30 minutes, lose the game, and Go on with your day and collect your paycheck and do your thing. If that's really at the end of it, what you want, there are plenty of teams out there. It's just not going to happen. I mean, historically, it's not been Boston. I hope it doesn't become that. I feel like we're kind of, <laughs> we're not titled town like, you know, the last yeah. 20 years. You know, Brady's gone. The Celtics are completely different. The Red Sox are completely different, even though there's, you know, competing. And the Bruins are kind of at that point where they're at a crossroads. Duke is back, though. So maybe that'll do something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of questions about this group. And it starts at the top, It starts at the top as it should. It doesn't start at yep. the bottom. Everybody wants to, like, plug a hole, like a little tiny leak. Like, no, this thing is this thing is exploding right now. You, you're going to plug a little hole by what? Trading, you know, one of your end-of-the-bench guys for a for – a, couple seconds like Dennis, like trading Dennis Schroeder is going to do anything I please I please get him off the team I'm so sorry he's got to go I can't stand I'll him. sit back for this one I just <laughs> I can't I can't I completely stand him I, I just it think, goes back to this what's yeah. your what, what's your goal this season what's your goal it, it's winning and he hurts it he hurts winning Except for last night. So last okay. night he played well. I, I've watched him for the entirety of the season. Yeah, and I'll admit, like I, he played well last night. He played well last night. But that's not the same oh, Dennis Schroeder that's been night. on the team. Exactly. But that's not the same Dennis Schroeder we've seen all season because the Dennis Schroeder we saw in every game before that is give me the ball. I need to do it. And, and who's that? And who's that different then? It's the same as the Jays. But when you have three people do it, the the issue is infinitely worse. And if you're if you're telling me. It's the same thing for Dennis Schroeder to do that versus Tatum and Brown. I just think that's completely it's not different. Not going to fix the problem. Every player, every not every player, but those guys, those smart in there too. Those guys want the ball now. At the very Dennis least, Schroeder, I think Dennis Schroeder is not your not your ideal point guard for this team. No. However, big however, you need guys who can score. You need guys who can get to the hoop. You need guys who can. Just move, just move out there, like capable mm-hmm. bodies. If you get rid of Dennis Schroeder, I guarantee you, you are five losses more into this season. See, yes, I you agree with you. Subtract Dennis Schroeder completely. Yes, I agree, but only because of the injuries to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. When when either of them is out, Dennis Schroeder's value goes through the roof because you need him that much more. But I wrote about this earlier this season. It's not just that he can't play next to those guys his shooting splits tank when and both so of them are so do the people around him i think i saw that like 
it's smart just like, is a guy when I mean, obviously, like one of them needs to be the facilitator. And if smart is in there with the shoot, he's not gonna play as well. And at the very, very, very least. But you can't say shooters, you're actually gonna say shooters hurting this team based only on because I'm neutral. I, yes. So at the I, very least, it will force Udoka to play Pritchard, who I think would help them because he can Yeah, it would force him to play Pritchard, but I, I I think Pritchard is kind of who he is. I think and I think that would help the, the team start. more than Schroeder. With with the Jays both healthy, I think that would the, help them more. The than argument more. is that Pritchard is a better fit because he can shoot more consistently. And I think it's as simple as that. And that I mean, obviously, like you, you Schroeder can go out and play amazing last night because he can space the floor and help when the, the Jays are off. But when he's not on, which is like he's on sometimes. He makes some he like, makes I'll say this about Schroeder. He makes some questionable decisions out there. <laughs> like sometimes he takes shots and that it, he shouldn't and, take. In your defense, you could say that about everybody. Every single one of them. Sure. Exactly. So he's not he's not really helping in that sense, but I think when he's out there, you have a player that I mean, I, I don't even I don't think it's anyone on the team faster than he is. I don't even think it's close. Yeah. You have a guy that But then he just then he walks the top yeah, of the court. Right. <laughs> off of makes, yeah, he's not the fast guy. He he likes to walk the ball. When you get him over the line, he can explode to the rim. There are times where yeah. I do think that they need him out there because he does he's no, he's not gonna win a three point contest, but he can still score. And he and, and guess what? Defenses have to play up, play on him. They have to defend him. They don't have to do that to Marcus Smart. People want Marcus Smart to shoot. People are giving him as much space as he needs to take. They're baiting him. They can't do that to Schroeder. Schroeder is much more of a threat on offense than Marcus Smart is. And that's why he's playing when he is. Listen. It's not a perfect marriage, but this was a this was a signing that when it happened, everyone was head over heels about it because it took the Celtics in their minds from a non-playoff team to a fringe playoff team. I think everyone was kind of spot on. They're barely. I mean, if anything, we didn't realize how bad the Celtics were. I I, I kind of think didn't. I did, but I think a lot of people didn't. They're actually they worse. No start. <laughs> They're actually worse. I I stand by that they should have played better to start the season. Yeah, the reason the reason they're going to trade Schroeder is not because of Schroeder. It's because of it's because of the Celtics. You don't you're not if Schroeder gets traded this year, it's because of where they are in the standings. It's not because of what Dennis Schroeder has done on the court where they need to get rid of him. If the Celtics had won a few more games and they were in a much better playoff position, you keep Dennis Schroeder because what's he going to get you? What's he going to get you? A second Jeff round. Pick? <laughs> I said Jeff Green. As yeah. the rumors say, and yeah. hey, I I love Jeff Green. Fun fact, I, I absolutely, <laughs> I, I know you do. Most people do. Despise I love Jeff him. I do purely purely because I, think I, I told you that last year. Yeah, I I think you did. <laughs> my, my I grew up watching a lot of baseball, and I started like actually watching the Celtics. Unfortunately, when it was the Jeff Green Celtics, and so I just like he holds a special place in my heart. But I understand. And I can't why believe you like him if that's him. what you if that's what you're going off. Of. He was like. One of the like Game most disappointing players. Do you remember how it ended for Jeff well? Green? Basically, it basically ended. He basically got benched for Jay Crowder, and Jay Crowder never gave it up again. Jay, for all the we joke about Jay Crowder, that's what this team's missing. Jay oh, Crowder. Yeah. They're missing Jay sure. Crowder. They're not missing Jeff Green's. Jeff Green is basically like an older Tatum. It's like he never, you could never get anything <laughs> out of the guy. He never got any emotion. Once in a while, he'd explode for a dunk, and then everyone would be happy, and then he would disappear again for another ten mm-hmm. games. That was Jeff Green's career in a nutshell. I've said this, and Sam can back me up. The biggest loss in the Isaiah Thomas trade was Jay Crowder. 
in the long run, that was the biggest loss in that trade. Yeah. Like that, that was well, the biggest loss. Well, because of what we know now about Isaiah Thomas. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. But, but yeah. Isaiah Thomas is a prime example of a player who might have been playing. Sexton, to be honest. He loved it. Sexton. Sexton. Yeah, there you go. I mean, hey. Those teams make... weren't, those teams were so fun to watch. And they yeah. liked playing for the Garden. They liked playing for each other. They played hard. And, and Danny Ainge said, see ya. And that really put a dent into things. I really think that, like, People want to hate on players for leaving a team in free agency and say, like, oh, where's the loyalty? Where's the loyalty? There's some truth to that. But GMs are just as guilty, man, if not more, because they'll do the same shit when something – sorry for swearing, but they'll do the same no, thing. No, swear all you want. Go ahead. They'll do the same exact thing if it benefits them. And that's exactly what happened to Isaiah Thomas. He left it all out there for the Celtics, played hurt. And what does Danny Ainge do? <clears throat> he sees a hotter girl, you know, and he dumps his girlfriend for – uh Yep. You know, the fling. And what does she do? She dumps him. So yeah. he kind of got, got what he deserved, to be completely honest. That rubbed people, rubbed players, too, the wrong way. And, fair enough, and why would your player, why would you want to, I mean, I know Danny, he's gone, but, like, why would you want to even play in that, that type of a environment where you can just be Anthony the hardest Davis goal of the didn't. team one day and then chump change the next, you know? That just it, sets a bad, like, taste in your mouth. And ever since then, ever since then, it's something's been off. You know, the Kyrie years are self-explanatory. Everything's been off since Kyrie came here. It's yeah. just weird. Now, on the radio today, Brad Stevens on Toucher and Ridge talked a little bit about Isaiah Thomas. I didn't hear. What did he say? He said he loves Isaiah Thomas. I'll pull it up. But he he kind of, like, danced around it. But he, he said... He said... You go ahead, if you got, He basically said, I love Isaiah Thomas, but our roster is enough of a mess right now, or we have enough of like issues with the roster right now that we can't afford it. And he also made note of the fact that when they were looking for 10 day guys, he already had a 10 day contract. So yeah, that, and that was, I mean, I, I don't know what the Celtics are doing with their 10, with their 10 day contracts. I mean, I really don't. I mean, Joe Johnson though. I mean, <laughs> it was like such a great, like story for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like what are we doing? Like you can't find a player. Like, you, you just can't find talent anywhere where you're you're going you're going to these guys who haven't played basketball in literally like multiple seasons and like are like I've got it. When... They probably like didn't even think they would ever play again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you got, Sam? Okay. He said, "I'm a huge Isaiah fan. Always have been. Obviously, the ten day stuff. He had a couple of those ten days. We actually had a few in between his that we ended up signing. I think we signed all five while he was with the Lakers." I've talked to, I'm a huge fan of his, obviously following them from afar. Our roster situation right now is complicated enough that we've got to get through the next month, see where it lands, what it looks like. We'll make other decisions, whether we have spots or ads, whatever the case may be. Isaiah is everything everyone has made him out to be. He's great. Do the Celtics need someone who bled green and played with heart like Isaiah? Kind of like what we talked about. And he said... I think every team benefits from that. Obviously, again, there's a lot of factors with regard to the roster and specifically each team and each team situation, contractually and flexibility-wise, et cetera. That goes into all of these decisions. But every team benefits from that kind of energy, that kind of leadership, and people that can play multiple roles in those kind of things. So totally. I feel like we just we just kind of hit that hit that on the head, right? What we've been yeah. talking about. Now so Jack like- and I are split on that one. I think there's nothing I mean, there's no reason not to, especially if it's a 10-day. Are you talking about Isaiah? Yeah, and I understand what Jack says, too, while it would be, Mm -hmm. like, more of a distraction. 
Yeah. But I don't know. I think there's just no reason not to do it. It's not like you're. I, I don't know if you can really do anything to screw anything up <laughs> worse. Brad so would I, be I, I, setting Ime up for failure. Sorry. I mean, because he's not going to play. Isaiah Thomas is not going to play in Ime's rotation. And, and, and I then, say any intelligent yeah. person knows that. But the well, Boston fans I, aren't I mean, that. <laughs> I don't think they sign him if he doesn't play. So that's probably maybe one of the reasons why they haven't is because they know that he's not going to play. And when you look at the 10 days that they've that they've used, these guys haven't played. I mean, yeah, you played Joe Johnson in like a blowout game and you never saw that court race <laughs> again. But like, you're right. It would definitely be a distraction in a sense because you're hearing about the Isaiah stuff now. Imagine if he's sitting on the bench. You're at, a, you're at the TD Garden and everyone starts chanting, you know, IT, IT, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, it does become a bit of a circus. Now, so I can, I agree completely with Jack on that. I agree with Sam, too, in the sense where I just went on here and said, do anything, try anything, because whatever's, ha- whatever's happening now isn't working. So what's the worst that can happen? It just still doesn't work. At least he would so, care, even from the bench. Right, exactly. So, you know, Jack, you might get your wish, and Sam, you might get your wish. Jack, the, the Celtics might trade um, Shooter. And then maybe they'll just sign a guy like Isaiah. I don't know. I don't, but that's also why I don't think a guy like Schroeder is going to get much value because these guys yeah. are out there. These 10 days are floating around, right? I mean, every day you hear about an, another another couple of 10 days. And it's like, really, who's going to trade Who's going to trade you a first-time pick for Schroeder? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. So you're just trading Schroeder what? So that Wick can save a couple bucks under the tax? I don't care. I don't care at all. If, in fact, I want Wick to spend more. Wick should be Wick should be emptying out his pockets on the side of um, freaking Causeway Street right now, and paying fans for what they've had to put up with this season. Well, that's why you buy insurance. <laughs> oh, that's bring it exactly. Full that's why you bet on the game exactly. Back no, but around. honestly though, if if you're trading shooter and it's going to make your team better in some way, shape, or form, I get it because he's ninety nine percent not going to be back next season. You know, they're not going to resign him. They, you know, he's, you know, again, if you're trying to build around the Jays, you're right. He's not, he's not the, the fit. Um, they need a, they need a more, and, and the other thing we talked about, maybe we need to trade for somebody who does want to be a leader. So maybe you need to find a point guard like, the, like the Sunset with Chris Paul that will take on not only the on court, you know, fit, but will take on some sort of leadership role. And a, a name that was floated out on Twitter was um, Mike Conley. I don't know what it would take to get him, but he kind of fits that mold. And I know he's a little bit older. He's on the wrong side of 30. Well, he shot seven for seven, uh, like last month against Celtics. So I mean, the all-star game last year, like first time in his entire career, this guy can still play. He plays fits defense. What, he fits what they need. I think he's, and I don't know much about whether or not he's a leader or not, but I can't imagine he's not one. Um, and he's in, and, and like, I don't, again, I don't know what it would cost. Would you do it for smart? Does Danny Ainge want smart? You know, you got Danny Ainge over there in Utah now. My my issue with Conley is just that amount of money for that. It's a lot of money, but is, that's why he might be like. That's the thing is like, some they're going to be available for some reason, right? Whether it's contract and Ben Simmons, right? I mean, he's available because of a million reasons, but the reason why because he's, he's not a leader, not a leader, <laughs> exactly, not a leader at all, and that's my one hang up with them like taking a risk on Ben Simmons is that I just yep. think he's going to add to like the poor culture here. Yep. I think. On court, he's exactly what they need. Obviously, not a shooter, I but agree. like, doesn't need to be. When you're so good at all those other things, you don't need to be a forty or forty percent three point shooter. So that's kind of getting off track. But my point is, 
just bringing in guys. We were talking about guys who care, like guys like Isaiah Thomas, things like that. Players who, you know, might fit what they're looking for. And and it's clear that like if Brad's getting asked that on the radio, it's clear that a lot of people feel that way. Oh yeah, it's all over Twitter. Every time he tweets, if you go to his replies, come back to Boston, come back to Boston. Well, no, I mean, if it feel it, people feel that they're lacking. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're lacking like that pride and that like what stuff. They that, absolutely like, I, are. And they for sure are. Marcus is really the only guy that. I mean, we talked about it, it exhibits that. Yeah. And th- that's why people love him so much. And it's really disappointing that he wasn't named captain this year. I think that was the first mistake. I know. And I, I, it kind of gives you a peek into what's going on with this team. Because I think we all probably agree that Smart has the resume to be the captain of this team. You don't need to be the best player on the team to be Absolutely the captain. Absolutely you don't. No, you do when Emei came out and said we're going to have two captains, you knew at that point that it was going to be, or you assumed that it was going to be Tatum and Brown because it feels like these two guys are like, you know, 1A and 1B, right? And nobody wants to be Robin, so they all, they both have to be Batman, but you can't have two Batmans. It doesn't work that way. So it's like, are we just going to like try to, you know, cater to these two guys and everyone else is kind of staring like, what the hell is going on? Like, I can see why Marcus, Marcus Smart would be a little pissed about that. So, but then you give Marcus Smart the captaincy, and like, does that go to his head? Does he start, you know, thinking that he could? Does that? Does he like start bossing the Jays around, and they don't take kindly to it because maybe they don't respect his on-court ability or they don't respect his voice in the locker room? I don't know. But there's been issues with this team every single season, starting in the bubble. We heard about the the dust up they had in the bubble with the. A little disagreement. Yeah, it was smart and something. Maybe at least it showed they cared. <laughs> at, least at least they did. Somebody cared. Right. right. So at that point, it told me that there's something like there's just something wrong with the makeup of this locker room. Like they couldn't even they couldn't even get a captain. You know, like that was just such a bad start to the season. And some people will joke about it and say, "Oh, it doesn't mean anything," but it it does it's mean something. Or like the yeah, it's it's. I just was like so excited trouble. for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Pierce wore with pride. Ronda wore with pride. And now it's like nobody wants that. Again, it goes back to the responsibility thing. Nobody wants that responsibility, apparently. I feel like Marcus would, though, which is why, like, what's what's, the perfect fit? I shouldn't say nobody. I shouldn't say nobody. You're right. I think he probably would, but I I, I don't know why. Ego. It probably, it it has to, right? Like, uh, well, Marcus, don't don't forget, Marcus said it doesn't even matter who's captain. Like, you know, we're all going to, like, Blah, blah, no, blah. but I'm saying the Jay's ego, right? Because if Marcus right. is captain, then but but not. Marcus Smart did say that thing, so it kind of made me think that he was already downplaying what it meant to be the captain, maybe because he thought that he wasn't going to get it or something. You know what yeah. I mean? It's high school BS, man. It's like it really yeah, is. Yeah. Like it's like what are we even talking about? This I feel foolish even talking about it, but like it's just a number of these little things that all add up to a big thing. And when you look at the standings, it all makes much more sense, right? It's not just a talent thing. Talent is certainly part of it. Talent around these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not just that. It's not. Yeah. I mean, that's all I had in my notes. This just kind of turned into... We, we said at the start of the show, this could either skew really <laughs> negative or really positive. And apparently what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Break down... Uh, we're going to do break no, down this was awesome. Pacers Celtics highlights. We're not going to do Hell that. Hell no. I, oh, yeah. God. 
this is a, we, we do a pregame show for the Celtics, and every time I hop on now, it just turns into like trade talking other stuff. Because like I, I don't want to talk about like the Pacers. I'm sorry, I don't want to talk. You, uh, you guys have you guys want to talk about the Pacers? <laughs> I'll never let it go. The day they're playing the Lakers, I was like pouting because. They're playing the Lakers and they're talking about Sabonis. <laughs> I was yeah. so I was furious. Well, the Lakers, the Lakers stink too. Is it like that? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. That's a huge deal. It's a big game. Fuck Would you take Russell care. Westbrook? What you say? No. Fuck no. no. Please no. Please. Wait, did you say trade for Westbrook. Absolutely. I said, would you? Would you take him? Yeah. Would no. you trade? Him? Yeah. If he's free, maybe. Yeah, if he, but if he's not. He's con- like if he got bought out, maybe. Not if he's free. Like it. It wouldn't require. It wouldn't require. Obviously, it wouldn't require either of the Jays. But he wouldn't be free. No. Uh, oh, he's bad. If you like, could, if you could manage it without either Jays, I actually wouldn't be too. He'd probably be like Schroeder, but way worse. And then you'd really hate him. Yeah, actually, you know that's valid. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. I think he would be very like he is now. He's very polarizing for sure. Is there anybody that you guys, not to put you on the spot, but if, you, if the answer is no, then the answer is no. But is there anybody that you guys like are targeting for them, or that you guys think that? I mean, should... I have a whole list of just. I thought they should have went and got Rondo before the season. They didn't do I, it. I said the same thing. Yeah. Recently. I don't know if I'm a fan of that. I, I I'm. I just uh... thought they should have did it. He's won titles yeah. with them with the Lakers. Yeah. He's a veteran. He could facilitate. He wouldn't. You know, like he would be a willing passer. I don't know. I just think yes. he would have been a good person to teach those guys a little bit of pride. Uh, That's my yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm 100 percent with you, Jack. There's nobody in this organization anymore. Maybe Cedric Maxwell, and I don't even know how much the media is even allowed to be around these guys right now. There's nobody within the organization that can really relay, like what it means or what it meant to be on the Celtics. Right. Rondo's Rondo like the last living freaking player in the NBA that was even in the league in 2007 when they won the title. It's like him and LeBron. I don't. There's not that many guys left. Like, do you think he cares anymore though? Like, do you think Rondo? He would care if he was here. He I would don't care. think he would, though. I don't think he would. I, I think, think a good counter is that he went and joined the Lakers twice. <laughs> I mean, in a Rondo way, it's not like Rondo's like bleeds green, but like he could probably relate to these guys. He could ex- he could probably just like be real with them and tell them what it's all about, you know. And he's been, dude, he's been on some great teams. He's been on some yeah. shitty, shitty, shitty teams. He's been in good situations and bad. If you're looking for a player that can kind of scare you straight. It's probably Rondo. Yeah. That's so valid. they didn't they didn't do that for whatever reason. So here we are, you know, talking about the same thing. So I, I will say, I will say, I would have loved it if they did it instead of Cantor, because that was or freedom, because that was that ugh, God. Yeah, that seems like a <laughs> another weird like why what's and the point? I, I don't like the argument that Oh, you could have had Desmond Bain because you never know who they would have drafted or whatever. No, like... I, I hate that. I hate all of those because <laughs> yeah. I think it doesn't matter who they pick, they're put into the same minutes. They're not going to get any more opportunity than these other guys did. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Right. 100%. Jack, um, you got anybody? Yeah, I got, I got a list. Uh, okay, just a here. small, none let's of them are really going to blow you out the water. Sam, let's, All right. let's pick apart his list. <laughs> okay. Please do. Please do. I'll take Jeff Green off it just because I wanted to talk about it and bring it up. Take That's Jeff not Green like an actual thing. All right. Um, my dream. Don't back on. My dream, which isn't even on my list because I don't think it's realistic, is Harrison Barnes. I would love Harrison Barnes on this team. I think he'd be great. Um, I think Bryn Forbes. Last season too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Bryn Forbes, I think, could potentially be gettable if the Spurs are willing to trade him for a couple seconds because he's making around 4.5 mil. Fits right into the TPE, shooting like 42% from three. I wouldn't hate that. Britt Mills? Uh, Bryn, Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes, sorry. 
Yes, okay. yeah, you're good. Speaking of Mills, isn't it funny? Like Patty Mills was a big Celtic sure. rumor, and now he's like playing well. <laughs> yeah, he would have been perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like he was their was first choice, weird... probably for the Schroeder spot, and that it didn't was work. Such a weird. I thought he was coming because obviously he played for Ime. There was a big role for him here, and he'd been great. He'd I just great. thought I thought it was going to happen, and all of a sudden, not only doesn't doesn't he come here, he goes to the freaking Nets. He's actually like 14 in Brooklyn. He's been right so now. huge for them because they lost Kyrie. For, you know, they haven't had Kyrie all season, and he slid right in. Patty Mills yeah. is everything you want Peyton Pritchard to be, in my opinion. Right? Totally. Like, totally. Um, okay, continuing my list. Jeremy Lamb fits into a TPE. Dude, I'll be honest. I just saw Jeremy Lamb come out, come into the – I had no idea that guy was even still, like, doing his thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we got him on here. Okay, I got Tyus. Yeah, he's probably gettable. You never know. Tyus, Ty- the king. Ty- no, 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 no. Tyus Jones. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, not Tyus, not Tyus. Ooh. I mean, you could. No, Tyus okay. Jones in Memphis because he's on an expiring deal. Memphis is good, obviously. He's getting like 20-something minutes a game, but you never know. Memphis has been, there, was a, there was a, I think it was Zach Lowe mm-hmm. had like a Jalen Brown trade to Memphis for a couple players. Jared um, Jackson, maybe, and something else. I yeah, I don't know if Jaron Jackson was in it. It was it was probably not going to happen, but yeah. yeah. Um, Justin Holiday and Tory Craig both also on Indy. I thought Craig was an interesting simple. one. I mean, Holiday yep. is supposed to be able to shoot. Like, yeah, I get the the shooting fix shoot. would be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one was I don't know how available he is, but this team is a little bit in dire straits. Kevin Herter in Atlanta. I don't know what they're doing there, but. I well, like he's white, so I was racist. <laughs> Christ. He fits right in. God, yeah. 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 I think, I mean, like. Like his jersey would be number one in the. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, that'd be the next jersey behind Sam, dude. It'd be up, yeah. it'd be up in a month. Bird, I need down. to get a McHale and we could have Herder in the middle. <laughs> Hauser. No, yeah, I, I think Herder could actually help, but I don't know what the asking price would be because, like, obviously they just cleared up the wing rotation with Reddish, so you don't know if they're looking. Yeah, well, like, what are, what are the Hawks trying to do, right? I mean, what about Collins? I'd be down. He doesn't want to be there now. anymore. He doesn't want to be there anymore, so. He doesn't? I think that's, that's no. a very interesting because. He didn't really... want to be there, then they won, and now he doesn't want to be there again. <laughs> he, he's complaining about his role on the team right now. It didn't like feel like they were gonna resign. They were gonna resign him, and then they mm-hmm. did because I think because they had just outplayed expectations. And now it's kind of like almost Same feels thing. like similar to the Marcus Smart situation, right? They could resign mm-hmm. him because they didn't want to lose him, but it's like, is the fit there? Is he available? Are they willing to trade him for? Would the you record? trade like Marcus Smart and something else in a John Collins deal? Yes. Yes. Sam. I mean, I probably would, but I think, I think it leaves you with Collins holes. is good, and I think Collins is a good player though. So I'm that, that's saying, the deal where I feel it's like not gonna, it's not going to fix your team in one trade, but it's a big, it's a big like start. Like if you can get that, and Collins can shoot, so that's another big that can kind of totally. shoot. I I think that is a trade where you're not getting, um, you know, less back than you should. So yeah, I mean, I would do it. And hey. Atlanta needs defense like a fish needs water to breathe. They, they're horrendous. Trey Young and Marcus Smart would be a pretty solid backcourt for them. Filthy. Filthy. I mean, that would be like you got to pick up the phone if you're either team, if that mm-hmm. becomes an option. And the last thing I've seen is you throw the farm at Fox or Halliburton in Sacramento because they're available. You throw the farm at them. I mean, one thing I've I would prefer Halliburton. Sam. And I think that's what do you mean the farm? There is no farm, dude. I, well, I'm saying the one thing you could do is say, hey, 
give me Halliburton, give me Harrison Barnes, give me something else. Here's Jalen Brown. Or give me no, Fox and, and no, 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 no. Give me Barnes. Give me Fox. Here's Jalen Brown. I, I'm just saying, you add one of those Halle young Bur- point guards. Halle Burton was a was a big name last season. His, his worth has only gone up since. He's good. He's, He's really he looks good. like Tatum. I mean, if you're gonna trade Brown, you would need you would need a a Godfather type offer like yes. that. Some people don't like like Bobby Manning's not huge on Fox because he doesn't like his shooting. He's just another guy that yeah. can't shoot. But I like Fox. I think Fox I is like kind of electric out there. You know, he's a he's better like, Schroeder. He, I mean, that's what he is. He's oh, a much, much better, better Schroeder. Yeah, much, much, much better. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's that's another team. You almost feel bad sending Jalen Brown to the freaking Kings. <laughs> Sacramento. That's yeah. worse than Indiana. <laughs> that's a team where Jason Tatum would probably thrive. Right? He could drop yeah. thirty-five a night. And walk out of the building and not be bothered by anybody. Yeah, but I mean, past that, it, uh, wrapping back around to finish it off here, Sabonis I think would be nice. But I, I don't know if I'd give up Rob for him is the thing. I and mean, maybe that's a hot take. But uh, that's the problem. Know. They're gonna have to if they go after him, they're gonna. They would have, have to. to. They would have hey. And I don't but know I, what like yeah. does does Indy want Rob? Not that Rob's not, but it's like they've know. already they've got, got Turner, Turner, and they probably want to get rid of. They probably want to get rid of Turner. They probably want to keep Sabonis. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I He's mean, he good. kind of fits, real he fits the indie mold over there for sure. <laughs> he does that. He talk does. about white guys in the NBA, but like <laughs> Indiana, there's another yeah. one. But like Turner, I'm sure they'd love to get rid of if they can. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, he, like I said, he'd be, he'd be great. He'd be great in the Celtics. Brogdon would be great. But yeah, I, I like I like what <clears throat> could be available in Sacramento. Again, though, if like you'll know a lot more about this team once the season's over. Like, I'm how do excited. they finish this season? I'm like, genuinely excited for that. Like, just yeah, I want to know one way next or the other. month. I want to yeah. know one way or the other. Just, just hit me with it. You know, like, I don't want this limbo. I want to know one way or the other. Like, are these guys legit? Are they gonna? Are we? Are, are you know? Are they gonna be able to be built around and win games, or are we just prolonging the inevitable? We need to just get rid of one and retool, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my, my entire job for Hoops Happened right now, so it was the trade deadline, is I'm writing trade articles. I'm, it's gotten to the point, I'm writing a Zion Williamson trade article right now, so that's, that'll tell you the depths I'm going Ooh. to. I'd like hey. to hear it. Do you already have it? I, I've got my trades listed out if you'd like to hear them. You're going to trade for Zion? I don't know. Are they going to send an electric scooter with them? Not Celtics trades. Not Celtics trades. Hoops Happened is general NBA. I don't know how any – and listen, I was like the biggest Zion guy before this mm-hmm. year. I don't know anybody you can trade for him right now. That guy's like eating his way out of the league. I mean, that's why I'm saying he looks like the hamburger. Uh, I'll get the two deals I have. And I mean, you still got to value him still high, right? He's Zion Williams and he's 21. If he gets healthy, he's one of the best bigs in the league, right? He's he's Zion. How many and guys come back from being fat? <laughs> a lot of ifs. Yeah. Jared like, Zollinger could not. Like a yeah, right. It's a good question. But seriously, like how many guys have like recovered from being fat? Jokic. Once you go fat, you never go back, especially right now in quarantine. I know a lot of guys who just said, see you later. Jokic is a big one. Jokic was a big boy. When yeah, he was in the true. league? Jokic cut. He has, slimmed. he has slimmed. He has slimmed. But that was also like a big culture change for him. You know what I mean? Like he went yeah. from not even knowing what nutrition was really to. The dude was just crushing liters of Cokes every yeah, day. Yeah, that was unbelievable. To like come into the NBA and he's get this, you know, state-of-the-art, world-class Mm-hmm. You know, facilities and he's getting on these health plans. That's the one thing I'll say about fat people is that they can drop weight right off the bat. Like, crazy. oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, so yeah, I mean, Zion needs to commit. Zion needs to commit. That's I'll read problem. you my trades regardless if you're interested, real quick. I want to hear him. Let's go. Um, first one is a Hawks trade, right? And 
Uh, I said they could give up. So time Collins, out. Before you start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this assuming that, like, is this, like, Zion today, like, with all the health issues? Yeah, this is if the, if the Pelicans were to trade him right now. So okay. these will probably, for most cases, like, say, oh, that's way overvaluing him. But at the same time, the Pelicans are not going to undersell on Zion. So if you want to take that risk to elevate your franchise, like, the two trade teams are the Hawks and the Kings, two teams that, like, with the place they're like, I know the Hawks just won the Eastern Conference Finals, but they're a mess right now. They're you not trade him for Ben Simmons. I didn't get Philly. That one. Hell no, I don't. I don't want Zion if I'm Philly. I mean, you just dealt with a bead for years, and he's finally healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, if the, you're the two Philly, teams... I feel like you gotta take whatever you can get. Almost. Nah, yeah, but they're not. Thing. They don't feel that way clearly because they're yeah. still playing on to them. I respect um, that. By the way, all right, let's yeah. hear. Hawks deal is Collins, Hunter, Herder, Akongwu. Uh, J- Jalen Johnson and picks for Zion and then like Jackson Hayes and like salary filler. Then you pair th- that put Trey Young next to Zion when he gets healthy. Bogdan Bo- Bogdanovich there. Clint Capella still there. Um, Gallinari if he can contribute anything. And then they'd have to obviously that I mean it free up a bunch of money honestly because Zion's still on his rookie contract so he could fill in the rest of the offseason. That's the first one. Okay. Second now, one is King. Oh, go ahead. What is in it for the Pelicans? The Pelicans, it's in it for, dear God, I mean, we've seen this family already get mad at us. We just dealt with Anthony Davis's bullshit for years. We let Lonzo ball. They're a mess. They need so they some just don't sort trust of that stability. Zion's gonna stick around. Yeah, so they just need okay. some sort of stability. And I mean, at that point, Man, that's your starting lineup, your starting lineup looks like Devontae Graham, uh, Kevin Herter, or Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, John Collins, Jonas Valanciunas with DeAndre Hunter off the bench. That's not a bad team. Josh Hart is a guy I want the Celtics to try and get. I agree. Josh Hart would be Last great. Last year I thought so too. Josh Hart would be great. Josh Hart. Um, okay, that's trade number one. Yeah. Second one, Zion Williamson, Jackson Hayes, Thomas Sederanzi, salary work for Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell, Marvin Bagley, and picks. You pair him with Zion Williamson, or you pair him with De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Rachon Holmes out there, Sacramento. You pray that works. Because, again, 15 years without the playoffs, you got to try to make a splash at some point because that's just awful. So that's the other one. Yeah, that honestly feels like the perfect place for Zion, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sacramento. You got Dude, no eyes on you out there, homie. <laughs> I, I I was so high on Zion. Like, I, I wouldn't I, – I was, like, ready to watch this guy play for, like, 15 years and just dominate. And now no. it's just like, what the hell happened? Is the food that good down there? Is that is <laughs> in, in New Orleans? Like, is I mean, maybe. I remember just when like, you showed me Jack, like when he first got fat, and I was yeah, like, I man. thought, like when I thought when he was fat, I thought it was the old picture. I was like, damn, like he cut back weight. No, I was like, Dude, he's that's already impressive. like, he's already got lower body issues. Like you're not yeah. Tim McMahon more more weight to that. Tim McMahon reported like a month ago saying his sources said, yeah, Zion's around three thirty right now. Uh, what oh my god like dude, horrendous but like what about the organization like why aren't they like there should be a guy just following there should be a guy like following him around like making sure yeah he's like sticking to a strict diet and like workout regimen and like rehab and like it's like dude you have like feet you have like a foot injury like you have like a knee injury like and you're putting weight on you're carrying yeah. more like more stress to that like it doesn't make any sense at all. And like this guy could have really, really been like the next shit. Maybe he still could be. I mean, theoretically, he's only like 21, but still. Yeah, I know. He could be, but he's got to like freaking. He just needs someone a... following him around, like calling him fat. Yeah. 
He's like yeah. carrying like another human being like on his back. That's, that's how much this guy weighs. He's six foot six. He's not even like a seven footer. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Like, he, I, like, can he even dunk right now? Somebody should just say, hey, go dunk this ball. <laughs> See if you can. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, the, okay. the two trade packages were just like, we need a change. Like, if Zion gets healthy, our team is set for 10 years. Let's hope Did you do Jalen for Zion? No. 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 Wow, I'm not. It's I don't. Want, I I genuinely don't think Zion's gonna recover. Like I don't. I don't know if he's gonna. Play That's basketball. yeah. If you don't think he's gonna recover, then yeah, you wouldn't even for a second. I I think he's done. There there are very besides Jokic, I really can't think of any fat NBA players that have like recovered. From How crazy Jokic started fat and he just like, yes. Lost the How crazy Zion, would it be like Sellinger? Sellinger never like really got like any better. How sad Big is it that we're comparing Zion to Sellinger? How like that should Big tell Big Baby, um, Eddie Curry was fat. Ben Baker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like seriously, like I'm not like it's funny, but like I'm not joking. Like these guys don't recover from getting fat. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird that it happened at such a young age. So maybe there's some hope. And like, I've always thought that he had a pretty good head on his shoulders. He seems like a pretty like smart guy and i mean i don't know that but he seems like it and he seems like very like articulated and i can't imagine he would just let himself go like this it's like there's got to be somebody he has to have somebody in his corner that's being like a positive influence on his on him where he could like, yeah, like he goes and has a workout and the guy's like all right like here's a donut like you earned it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey here's there's, a big steaming like, pot of gumbo see, like munchkins every time he comes up he gets another munchkin Dude just goes to like get a big pot of gumbo every day down like by his apartment. Right, dude. I mean, like he's not in New Orleans anymore. He left. He left New Orleans to like rehab somewhere else. I just I I totally forgot. It's crazy. He probably had to. He's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't live this lifestyle. (laughs) I don't get it, man. Um, but yeah, that's all we had. I mean, we held you hostage here for an hour and thirty, so we won't (laughs) hold you hostage anymore. We appreciate. Fun. I didn't even realize the time kind of flew. I apologize yeah. for the shitter net. You know, it's an apology <laughs> I had to give out every once in a while. Dude, like, I, I was saying this to Jack when you left. I was like, if you ever watch our show on CLNS, like we have guys crapping out nonstop. Joe Sway, shout out. He's probably the poster child for it. But even like I've had it, you know, it's happened to Bobby a bunch of times at the garden. Like it happens. It's, you know, it is yeah. what it is. And we just keep it rolling, man. It's if people don't like it. There's a little X in the corner that they can click, and they never have to watch mm. it again. You know what? They still exactly. keep coming back. Please listen to our show. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> but, Don't uh, do that. Don't do that. But. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to um, let people know where to find you? And I say this every time simply so I don't fuck it up myself. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please do. Um, please do. Well, my Twitter is Jimmy underscore Toscano. That is my name. And um, as far as like um, where you can find me doing some Celtics stuff, we do a post a live post game show after every Celtics game, home away, win, loss. Um, we go live a few minutes after the game, and we just kind of talk about what happened during the game, talk about what happened during the day. If there's any Celtics news, NBA news, we could just like guys being dudes. Kind of like what we did today on this show. Um, it's all live, so we have to really be careful with with what we say <laughs> and what we do. Um, but it's fun, and and the cool part is um, it's on YouTube live and it's um so if if you have if you've ever been on youtube on a live thing you can you can kind of join in there's a chat um we like put comments up and get viewers involved and it's been fun and we've been doing it for a couple we started in the bubble that's the first show we ever did and i don't think we've missed a game since and it's i mean personally we've missed games but the show's gone on every single every single game and it's been fun so um yeah it's where you guys can find me and um sherrod blakely's on that show regularly bobby manning josue pavone 
and John Zanis, um, who I used to work with along with Sherrod um, at NBC Boston, formerly CSN New England. So we have fun. Yeah, there you go. Make sure to check Jimmy out on Twitter at Jimmy underscore Toscano. Uh, CLNS Media, all their post-game shows on YouTube. Uh, you can probably find it on Twitter, too, if you want to find the links there, CLNS Media. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Jimmy, again for joining us today. We no, thanks for having me, guys. Time. It's been fun. We'll do it again maybe um, later this season if the Celtics are yeah. in a different spot, a better spot, a worse spot. We'll come back on and we'll rehash it all. all if right. they trade Schroeder, uh, you're going to be the first person to test. <laughs> Dude, you'll be calling me on the. T- I know it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. I just want everyone to know that it's not because of him. Yeah, it's because okay. of them. Fair enough. Fair just enough. A, uh, I need you to say that, Jack. I need you to say that. Uh no. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Bannertown USA. You guys can follow me at Jack Simone NBA and Sam. Go ahead and wrap us up per usual. Yeah, make sure to follow Jimmy. Jimmy, we appreciate him coming on at Jimmy underscore Toscano on Twitter. Uh, you know, you won't, won't, you don't have to, my Twitter account sucks. Just don't even worry about it. (laughs) If you're bored, you want to scroll through it, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, uh, we, we appreciate him coming on very much. Check out the post games on CLNS on YouTube. He'll always be there. So that is the one thing. It's already cut you off again, but I, we all, we tweet out the link to our post game show. Mm -hmm. So if if you go to YouTube, CLNS media is our account, but if you just want to watch the shows, you can, you can go to my twitter account and usually the link's there for youtube um or you could just poke around and find it so yeah all those guys are friends of the show except for sharad we have we have yet to speak with him maybe we'll oh. do that sometime I'll or john you. i don't think we've had john on either i think oh, we had bobby jimmy and joe sway so we're working okay. through we're working well, through this yeah, okay maybe I'll, I'll put it i'll put a put a little bug in there for you guys oh, i appreciate it <laughs> appreciate it but yes, uh, thanks again for coming on, Jimmy. You can follow the guys. Follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. Follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Samuel France NBA. That's our show for today. Bye.